In today's episode, I begin the show with a quote by Jimmy Dean on responding to life's unpredictability. As we dive into the dental interview material, I start off with some last minute preparations I believe should take place to help ease your nerves and set you up for success. Next, I talk about how early you should arrive to your interview. And finally, I end the show by talking about nine key takeaways from the actual time spent at the interview. This is where I take you inside the interview room and mention other experiences you should expect throughout your day. I hope you enjoy, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the Read Dot Dentistry Pre-Dental Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Lundquist, and I am laying my journey of getting accepted into dental school all out on the table so you can get in as well. Please make sure to follow this podcast for updates on Instagram at read.dentistry underscore podcast or on Facebook by giving the read.dentistry underscore pre-dental podcast page a like. Now stay tuned for episode 23 where I tell you everything you need to know about the day of your dental school interview. Jimmy Dean once said, I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. This quote has never been more relevant than what it is right now. There couldn't have been any way to know the cards COVID-19 would be dealing us. Life is completely unpredictable. Sometimes things happen completely contrary to expectations. When this occurs, we have two choices. Choice number one is to let the circumstances act on us. And choice number two is for us to act on the circumstances. In other words, we can be proactive and still take initiative in dictating our futures. I urge each one of you to take advantage of this time to seek out ways in which you can better prepare yourself for dental school. When you look back to when the world was seemingly in chaos, may you realize it didn't break you, it made you. Thank you very much to those of you who reached out and congratulating me on getting into Pitt. It truly was a dream come true for me. I want to let each one of you know that you can use my example and apply it to yourselves. I literally had an organic chemistry teacher and advisor who completely discouraged me from even applying to dental school because my grades weren't good enough. I didn't believe it and neither should you. Not only did I get accepted into dental school, but I got accepted to an amazing program. And it's all because I worked hard and believed in myself. Okay, well, that's enough about me. Let's start today about, let's start talking today about the things you need to know for the day of your dental school interviews. And by the way, before I get into that, you guys are just so awesome. And I think each and every one of you who continue to listen or have started listening to the podcast. I'm breaking today's episode down into three sections. The first section is going to be last minute preparations. And then the second section, I'll start talking about how early I believe you should arrive to the interview. And then the last section is going to be nine key takeaways based on my interview experiences. So first, the last minute preparations. On Tuesday, I started talking a little bit about how to get yourself set up for the interview day. And let me just go into this a little bit more regarding the night before your interview because this has an immediate impact on how the morning of your interview is going to go. And there are eight things that I wanted to mention. 
So make sure you're getting enough sleep. So you're getting, you know, you're setting your alarm clock and you have a time plan to wake up in the morning that's going to allow yourself, I would suggest at least seven hours of sleep. Typically, I sleep about five to six hours a night. But obviously, the day before your interview, you want to make sure you're well rested and you all know how, you know, what your magic hour or what your magic amount of hours is to sleep to feel your maximum the next day and this is going to be especially important considering um, you know the interview is very important you want to be alert you want to be fresh and uh, so the other thing I want to talk about is breakfast and obviously breakfast is something that you're going to eat the morning of or you know, just right before the interview. And sometimes you want to look out too, because they might even have breakfast set up for you at the interview. And typically, I actually saw this, but just keep in mind, it's not really much of a breakfast. I think it was pretty standard to have like maybe like a granola bar and maybe they'll have like a banana or something. So you probably want something a little bit more substantial. And um, that might depend on what hotel you're staying at. So you want to look into that ahead of time. You know, at one of the hotels I stayed at, they didn't offer breakfast. And that was like one of the nicer hotels. I've always found that kind of funny is that when you are, it's like the nicer the hotel you stay at, the less chance there is of them offering breakfast. <laughs> so um, I mean, I like the economical hotels anyways, but I, oh, and this actually is a good piece of advice. This would have saved me a lot of money. I suggest that when you guys start planning your trips for these dental school interviews, go to uh, not a uh, hotwire, hotwire.com. They'll get you some amazing deals. And I would do it like actually is like kind of close to the interview date as possible because that's when you're going to get your best deals. And Hotwire, the way it works is you don't know exactly where you're going to stay, but they'll lock you into a price and then they'll tell you. But it'll be, you know, obviously they're going to get you at a location close to where you need to be. So I would definitely suggest that if you want to save some money. But yeah, um, I remember one time at one of the hotels I knew wasn't going to offer breakfast. I went to like a gas station the night before and just got some stuff that I could eat in the morning, like a muffin or some milk and banana, whatever. Um, tip number three is bathroom. And this is going to apply the night before as well as uh, the morning of your interview. And the reason I say this is because, um, well, you know your routine, but um, know your body and how it responds to nerves. And obviously you probably, you know that at this point. But the reason I say this is because like when I ran cross country, I'd have to use the bathroom about a thousand times before each race because, you know, I was pretty nervous for that race. And the interview is also something that you're most likely going to be nervous for, myself included, even though I was always excited for the interview and I look forward to it, I still couldn't help the fact that I was nervous. So that could disrupt your routine, your bowel movements. But I always know that for me, I definitely have to use the bathroom before, you know, after breakfast in the morning and, you know, maybe your routine is the night before. Sorry, I didn't really anticipate that we'd be talking about this in depth. But I do think it's really important because you don't want to get to the point where you're at the interview and, oh, shiz, you know, you got to go to the bathroom <laughs> during the middle of a, of a key moment. So it's just some, these are just things that you might not be thinking about the night before or the morning of because you're going to be nervous and that's completely normal. Tip number four uh, about the night before is your dress attire. And this means ironing 
slash steaming your clothes, getting your shoes polished, whatever. Just have all that stuff ready and laid out and ready to go the night before because believe me, you do not want to do it the morning of. You don't want you want your morning to be as relaxing as possible. You don't want to worry about what you're Um, you know, whatever you're wearing looks like. You just want to be set up for success, have it all ready to go. So all you got to do is put it on in the morning because those things are just going to make you, they're going to add, your day is already naturally going to be stressful. You don't want to add anything else to that stress. Tip number five, and I talked about this on Tuesday, is breath mints. So have your breath mints ready to go. Don't be like me in one time, like the morning of, this is actually at Nebraska. I go to a gas station right before the interview and I have plenty of time and I end up waiting in line forever just to get breath mints. So have everything that you're going to take to the interview ready to go the night before. Number six is hygiene. So yeah, you definitely want to make sure that even, like I'd have all the all your hygiene kit stuff, you know, your travel bag laid out and make sure you have your deodorant, you know, hair gel, I, I use hair cream. Um, and then this is going to differ for women. But I mean, you women know what you need as well. Um, You know, toothbrush, toothpaste, everything. Make sure it's there, laid out. Obviously, you're going to do that the night before as well as the morning of. I mean, I even took a shower the night before and the morning of just because maybe I'd been traveling all day. I needed a shower to relax. And then the morning, I wanted to be as fresh as possible for the interview. You know, you want to smell good. (laughs) Make sure you put that, that, uh, that deodorant on because you do not want to be the person who has bad BO going on. Number seven is, um, and this goes along with just knowing the things that you're going to take with you, having that stuff laid out. But these are specific things that I think, you know, for men that you can keep in your suit pocket, for women in your purse. Um, And this is like um, having a pen, a little notepad, your wallet, and then, you know, your phone, but none of us go anywhere without our phone keys, all those things, make sure that they're laid out and ready to go. And, um, you know, most schools, I'll be honest, I'm pretty sure every school I interviewed at had a pen and a little notepad, but I don't know, maybe you'll be interviewing somewhere else that you might need to bring that yourself. You just want to show up. And even if they do offer those things, you you want to, you want to be as prepared as possible and show everyone there that you are prepared and that this is something that you're taking very importantly. So having those things on you is going to naturally um, help make you stand out anyways. And then number eight is set an alarm. I suggest allowing yourself two hours before you are supposed to be at the interview. But obviously, this depends on how far you are away from the school. So say I don't know, maybe in some extreme situation, you're staying an hour away from the school, or maybe you just live an hour away from the school. Um, I would suggest three hours at that point. And uh, also use Waze apps to see future traffic patterns and have them send you a notification on when you should leave. So if you don't know the Waze app, it's actually a a GPS. It's pretty popular now, and it allows you to um, plan your trip in advance. So it knows traffic patterns. You just tell it when you want to arrive at that school the next day and then it'll tell you okay you should leave by this time and then it'll actually send you a reminder the morning of of okay you have five minutes to get out the door and get in your car and go i think that's extremely helpful because that's one less thing that you have to worry about and you know of course are you driving or are you taking an uber so if you're requesting an uber or a lyft you know you might want to allow yourself a little bit more time to um 
request that ride because you don't know how far away your driver is going to be. If you're in a highly populated area, you probably shouldn't have to worry. But if you're in a more rural area, you know, who knows if that's even accessible. So you want to definitely plan out your mode of transportation. That's really going to help mitigate uh, the nerves of the day that are naturally going to occur. And those are all things that I mentioned you can do the night before. So the morning of your interview is goes as smoothly as possible. But here are just a few things um, the morning of that I would recommend. And, you know, all that stuff, you I mean, obviously you could do a lot of stuff the morning of, but yeah, do it the night before. So the morning of, I don't really have too much to tell you, to be honest, because you already took care of everything. And, you know, obviously you're going to have breakfast. So decide if you want to eat breakfast at the hotel or if you'll just hold off, whatever. But I suggest having a good breakfast. You don't want to be hungry because it is a long day. And, you know, usually you arrive pretty early and you're you're going to be exhausted by the time it gets to lunch. I remember every time I was so hungry by the time lunch came around. And yeah, typically, like I said, they'll have like water there and some snacks and that's something that you can look forward to as well. But have a good breakfast planned out. And then, of course, this is where I'm going to, to mention the bathroom again. Perhaps I'm talking a little bit too much about using the bathroom in this episode, but maybe that's just how important I think it is. So yeah, after breakfast, you might want to use the bathroom. And uh, the last thing I want to say is, yeah, you already prepped the rest. So you'll... At that point, you know, you'll return back to your room. You'll have everything laid out, get it ready to go. And you, obviously, you want to pack it up, check out of your hotel, and you're good to go. Make sure you're allowing yourself enough time to get to that interview. But here's a bonus tip. Listen to Rihanna and grab that umbrella. <laughs> and I think at least at two of my interviews, it was it just so happened that, of course, in the morning, it was like pouring rain. And yeah, you don't want to get your suit or... You, you know, for women, skirt or whatever you're wearing, um, you jumpsuit, you don't want to get that wet, you know. Um, so yeah, the umbrella is definitely a key point. Remember, you are naturally going to be nervous, and that is okay and completely normal. I give you all this advice to mitigate those nerves, but the main thing is remember how awesome you are for getting to this point. So take a deep breath and know that honestly, the dental school interview isn't that intense. It's not too bad. I really enjoyed them, and I saw it as an opportunity, an opportunity to meet new and wonderful people. These are really exciting times, so make the best of it. I really look back and I kind of miss those experiences. They were awesome. It was an opportunity for me to grow and to meet others. And there was just, yeah, some really cool people that I met. And I hope that I see them. I hope that they also got accepted into the dental school I'm going to, which is Pitt now. I remember meeting some really awesome people at that interview. And I look forward to the possibility that they'll be my classmates. And I do want to talk a little bit more about how early you should arrive. So this is the second part uh, second section of our dental material for today, pre-dental material. And well, you definitely don't want to arrive late or be the last one there. And this actually happened to me. Oh no. Yeah, it was my first interview at Nebraska and it goes back to the story about the breath mints. I was completely on track to arrive and I ended up being in the gas station for way too long. I should have just aborted the mission to get breath mints, but there was a guy in front of me 
who at like seven o'clock in the morning, or I don't know how early it was, he wanted some fireball. So he needed some shots of alcohol. <laughs> and I was surprised that, uh, you know, they were selling to him, you know, what he requested at that time in the early. But if you're from Nebraska, maybe things are a little bit different out there. I have never seen something like that in Pennsylvania. But yeah, the guy was so drunk, like he just didn't even know what he wanted. And it just drug on and on and on. And then this is so crazy. I was going into campus at the University of Nebraska, which is in Lincoln. And of course, it just so happened that a train went by. And then I was waiting for like five minutes so I could cross until the train cleared and I could cross the tracks. It's like everything was going wrong. And I didn't arrive late. But I did end up arriving just in time. And I was the last one there. And everybody else who was interviewing that day, they'd already like checked in and been handed their name tags. And so what happens is, uh, you know, the guy who was running the programs that day, I don't know if he's like the director of admission, but he was running the interview process that day. He comes and he's like, oh, so you must be Jordan. Like, yeah, that was a pretty crappy uh, situation to be in. But I take full responsibility. I mean, I should have planned a lot better. And then fortunately, I had four other interviews after that to correct and learn from my mistakes. But I don't I don't think it was like entirely a big deal, but I just would recommend. I, and it's, I'm not necessarily saying you need to be the first one there, but make sure you're not the last. <laughs> um, but sometimes the email will be very specific when you should arrive. And by the email, I mean when you set up your, you know, when you get offered um, an interview, they're going to give you instructions in the email about what to expect the day of and, you know, obviously how early to arrive. And like Buffalo was crazy because they were like, okay, don't arrive too early, but don't arrive too late. They gave like a 15 minute window for arrival. So you're like, okay, when should I arrive within that 15 minute window? And then when I got there, they had a, um, oh, I don't know why I can't think of the name right now but like you know like the service they give to park your car a valet so they had a valet which i had to like check in my keys sign it in and it was just crazy like i got there in plenty of time but again i ended up being kind of like not the last but towards the end just because of all of the logistics of signing in so if you can like i would recommend you know going and this is easier said than done but going to the actual place where you're going to be interviewing so the dental school usually the day or night before just to know you know have a familiarity with where to go and where you'll park and um, generally speaking though I would plan to arrive 10 to 15 minutes before the report time but that doesn't mean you should necessarily check in at that time and here's why you like I said, like with Buffalo, they didn't want you to arrive too early. So you don't like the staff is going to be expecting you at a certain time. So you don't want to inconvenience them. But by getting there 10 to 15, because usually they'll suggest when you should get there. So by getting there 10 to 15 minutes before that, you ensure that you're not going to be late. And then you can get a good feel for when other students are starting, other pre-dental students, other interviewees are getting there. And just kind of, um, you know, judge based off of that, if that makes sense. But yeah, you don't want to be the last one there. And I don't even, honestly, I would suggest not being the first because, um, yeah, you just don't want to run the chance of inconveniencing someone. And I realized that obviously somebody has to be the first and the last. So I don't know, maybe you could just like plan and 
together with everybody and be like, hey, we're all going to arrive at the same time, and then you don't got to worry about it. <laughs> Anyways, before I get into the last part of our, sh- our show where I'm going to give away nine key takeaways from the actual interview experience, I uh, would like to give a minute just to thank our sponsor of the show, which is Anchor. Takeaway number one, turn your phone off and don't use it, please. Just don't use it. You can either completely shut your phone off or put it in airplane mode. And this is so important. There's absolutely no reason you need to have your phone out, not to check the time, not to check the message from your mom, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever it might be, your dog, your cat. Please just don't use your phone. I saw people like even in between because you'll have like little breaks. Don't get your phone out. Like resist the temptation. If you absolutely need to check your phone, go to the bathroom, go inside a bathroom stall, but don't let anybody see that you have your phone out. And unless like sometimes they'll be like, okay, if you want to take your phone out and take a picture, but unless they give you instruction, don't take your phone out. This looks bad for so many reasons. One, it shows that you can't go a few hours without your phone. And two, like, why do you need to be on your phone when there's so many people around you? You know, use the opportunity, like when they give you a break to talk to others, and you don't know what you're going to gain from that. You might gain so much insight that you wouldn't have otherwise, unless you were socializing with other people. So please resist the temptation to use your phone. Number two, socialize. This will also help you feel at ease. So when you get there, be social with everybody. And this is pretty cliche advice that you're going to use. And I think it's um, especially important to be, you know, polite and courteous to the staff there. You know, you might see a janitor or the secretary, whatever, and you don't have to do too much. Just, hi, how are you? Like, you know, thank you. Um, You know, pleases and thank yous are great. But especially, especially, Um, the people that you're going to be interviewing with. Like you want to look at the other applicants as your friends, not your competition. And obviously you are competing for a spot, but if you're someone who's been invited to an interview, chances are you're going to get in somewhere anyway. So you don't really need, like I always tell you guys this, I was honestly I think rooting harder for those people to get into school than I was myself. And this just totally changes um, your attitude and your approach and the way that you're going to come off to others. Keep in mind, when you get into dental school, I hope you're going into it with the attitude of teamwork and um, building relationships and, and helping others. And that's the attitude that you need to have at these interviews. It starts from the beginning. Be genuine. This is tip number three, takeaway number three. Be genuine. And there are two extremes that you'll run into at these interviews, the complete introvert and the complete extrovert. So the complete introvert is somebody who doesn't really socialize. They might be super nervous. And um, honestly, I don't really have too much to say about the complete introvert because I'm not introverted, but I know people who are. And that's okay. That's just their personality. But just don't come off as super nervous either because you want to relax. Um, I would suggest if you are a complete introvert to go outside your realm of comfort a little bit and try to socialize and and show people the awesome person that you are. Um, Because remember, the interview isn't just you sitting down with somebody and answering questions. The whole day is an interview. I really believe that. They're observing you and your personality and the way you interact with others. And the other person is the complete extrovert. And of course, the complete extrovert, this is somebody who is a little bit too open and just 
a little bit too much of an overwhelming personality. And I actually consider myself a huge extrovert, but I definitely needed to keep that a little bit under control because you don't want to be someone who's dominating the attention. It might come off as a little bit fake and that you're being a little bit too much of a gunner and that you're kind of trying to um, brown nose. And I have, this is story time. Um, at, this is again at the University of Nebraska. I don't know why, oddly enough, a lot of my stories are coming from this interview process. But there was somebody who was like that, like he was just trying a little bit too hard and to the point where he was a little bit too comfortable, to be honest, like he was cursing like throughout like his casual conversations to the point where the dean of the dental school was talking to us and he was responding and he ended up saying like the S word in front of her and everybody just kind of like dropped their mouth and was like, holy crap, did he just say that? And yeah, he did. So I can't imagine that that would have been something that the dean would have found amusing. I mean, obviously to avoid the awkwardness of the situation, she kind of went with it, but uh, yeah, I don't think that's the best thing to do during a dental school interview. You do want to be professional. I realize that we want to show our personality, but there needs to be a balance. Like if you're somebody who, you know, curses like a sailor a lot, you might want to control that for like a few hours, you know, it's like, you know, be your best self during these hours. The same person that you try to be when you're meeting, you know, the cute girl or cute guy that you've always wanted to date or that you uh, would like to date, whatever. Um, you know, like in the beginning of relationships, we're kind of like the best fake versions of ourselves. Like you kind of need to be that way at a dental school interview, but also be genuine. And I realize that those um, points that I've mentioned to be genuine and then um, to be the best version of yourself are kind of conflicting, but yeah, find the balance. <laughs> uh, point number four, takeaway number four is be prepared to sit still and be attentive for a long, long time and you will be exhausted. I was so mentally and physically exhausted after all these interviews because I was always trying to maintain the best posture, maintain eye contact, like actively pay attention to stuff that was pretty boring to be honest because they'll go into like so many details that you don't really care about. You're just really thinking about the interview. <laughs> and um, yeah, a lot of your dental school interview, at least from my experience, is PowerPoint. Them going over like what their mission is and just all the different stuff, like yada, yada, yada. Um, so yeah, just be prepared to sit in maybe like a conference room for a long time and just listen and take notes. I would suggest taking notes because they give you a pen and paper for a reason. Even if you aren't someone who likes taking notes like myself, like just take notes and, you know, kind of play the game a little bit. Takeaway number five, have questions prepared, but don't overdo it. Let those questions come naturally because you're going to start seeing like a repeated pattern of the same questions that get asked all the time. And it kind of comes off as like, okay, like, <laughs> I clearly know that you're just asking this just for the sake of asking a question. So if you are going to ask a question like that, make sure it's something that you truly want to know. And maybe be a little bit creative a little bit in your question. And I'll talk about this a little bit more during the actual interview, because they'll ask you in the interview if you have any questions. But also throughout the whole experience, like when they're talking to everybody collectively, you know, they'll ask if you have any questions and make sure if you're asking a question that it is relevant and it's something that you want to know that you're not asking a question, just to ask a question because they will see right through that. Like, remember, they interview thousands of students a year. So 
Um, point number six, takeaway number six, there are lots of PowerPoints. Um, and then, so, uh, sorry, after the PowerPoints, I already talked about the PowerPoints. There is um, a tour and then it's time for your interview. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about the tour. You know, the same thing pretty much applies. This is pretty much a standard throughout the day to not overdo it, to be, but to be genuine and, you know, show your personality and be kind. But during the tour, make sure you're being attentive. I would suggest like, because the tours can be awkward because you'll have a tour guide and it's typically a student, like a dental student that's already there. And you don't want to be the person who's just like hanging out in the back, not paying attention. You want to be attentive, like make maybe this is the time where I actually ask the most valuable questions because I feel like you get the most insight from the students who are actually there. But yeah, take this time to your advantage. Like you don't want to be the person hogging all the questions and just getting the most face, but you also don't want to act disinterested as well because I'm pretty sure those students, they do take notice of you and they will give a report. Like it, or I think at least they might ask the students like, what'd you think of this person? So you you want to act as though you're being interviewed by everybody. And even, even I would go as far to say that you're being interviewed by the people who are also applying and being interviewed. Um, and yeah, the tour is a really good opportunity. Take the time to see that if that's somewhere where you would like to spend the next four years of your journey. Number seven uh, is the actual interview. I suggest leaving everything behind when you go into your interview. Um, but, you know, make sure you're putting that breath mint in for the last, you know, the last breath mint before going into the interview. Make sure you have that so your breath is, f- your breath is fresh, but swallow the breath mint before the actual interview begins. Um, like I said, I suggest leaving everything behind when you go into your interview, put that breath mint in and leave your phone, your wallet, your keys, whatever. You're not really going to need any of those things. And you want to look as presentable as possible. I know like for myself, if I had too many items in my pocket, it would start to, you know, like my pockets would start to look bulgy. So I, I wanted to look as presentable as possible. And then here's just some basic, um, things that you probably hear a lot, but some basic advice for the actual interview and to apply towards the person who's interviewing you or people. Remember uh, to maintain eye contact. And then lots of times too, like I noticed you'll be in whatever room, they'll actually come and get you. And this is the point where they'll say, you know, like my name, like uh, for Jordan. And then I'd raise my hand and be like, oh, hi. And uh, you'd want to, and then they would take you away from the room, then walk you to where they're going to interview you. And I suggest walking beside the interviewer, not behind them or in front of them. And this is going to help make things less awkward for you and the person who's interviewing you. And then of course, don't sit down until they sit down, you know, when appropriate, you know, shake their hand, firm handshake, no dead fish handshake. Um, Talk to them like you would anybody else, honestly, like, and that's what they're really going to appreciate the most. A lot of these people, like I ended up just kind of, not that like I would downplay them like that they're the same as me but I would talk to them as I would a friend or just someone I was meeting for the first time to see the things that they like to do and that helps just to make it less intense for everybody approach the interview as a conversation like I said answer questions honestly and every time they ask me if I had any questions um, or anytime they ask you if you have any questions I challenge you to be different here think of questions that nobody's ever asked before Um, you know, maybe questions that will 
show that you're interested in not only coming to the school but living in the area find out the fun things to do or whatever um you know when they're they interview thousands of people so what is it that's going to make you stand out during these interviews so just be a little bit different i always challenge you guys to think outside the box um and make sure to when the interview is over and also okay sorry this is going to be a really important point when they're actually asking you those questions for me like i just made sure to like clear my mind and um like i wasn't that's why i didn't like prepare too much about the possible questions they could ask me because you don't want to have a memorized answer that's going to come off as robotic and not genuine and you know just as oh he just memorized that i don't know if he or she actually believes that but um you can take time if they ask you a question you can literally tell them hey can you give me just like a minute to think about your response and i think that this is a very good quality to have it's not going to reflect poorly on your part it's just going to actually show that you're taking the time to answer the question sincerely so you can take a step back and just take a breath during the interview like they know you're going to be nervous so make sure you don't just ramble and say stupid stuff like i mean and this is something that we all do but um yeah you'll and the more interviews you have like you'll get better you'll see that so um the last thing i want to say about the actual time that you're interviewing with them you know towards the conclusion they'll ask you about the questions make sure you have at least one or two questions like i said be different but then make sure that you are thanking them for their time and this is the point um where you might potentially get like a like their card like business card for them or whatever something that has their name and their number like their maybe their email address on it and honestly i hate this part because you'll see a lot of people recommend that you should do a thank you card like a follow-up and thank your interviewer and like a you know, million other people from that day and a lot of times i actually ended up doing this but i know some schools actually tell you not to do it but this would be the point where you know if they have it available it would be nice to get their information but typically like sometimes the information was sent out to you in an email like the contact information from the people who emailed you or it was given out some other way. Sometimes I would just ask another student, like, hey, did you interview with this person? Did you happen to get their contact info? And that was also um, effective. So after that, you know, you'll return back to the conference room. You might be, I was always fortunate that I was like one of the first people to interview. So then I wasn't, I didn't have to anticipate as much. But then after that, you know, you might just go back to the room and then you can talk to other people who have returned from their interviews and they'll tell you how it went. And that's always a fun time. But then uh, pretty much at that point, what I saw between all five interviews is after the interviews, they would conduct lunch. And this is a point where you can just relax, take a deep breath. Like the hard part is over. Make sure you're socializing and then also be aware of your eating quirks and your etiquette. I know for myself, I have a huge history of not exactly closing my mouth when I chew. So in this moment, I had to make sure that I was doing that and you know the whole day you're going to be more attentive of your bad habits and your quirks and that is mentally exhausting but it's worth it believe me um you just want to give off the best impression that you possibly can don't do anything stupid to uh you know bring negative light upon yourself and the last point point number nine takeaway number nine is closing time if you can go thank so closing time but what i mean by that is you know obviously you'll know when they set you free for the day typically i want to say usually we got there around like eight o'clock seven thirty in the morning and then three o'clock like uh is when they would let you out so like think of like your average day at high school like in terms of length um yeah it's kind of like that 
But yeah, closing time is when they let you out, you're free to go. If you can go and thank the people and you know, the people who um, made your interview process possible, this might be the assistant dean or the dean or the admissions manager, secretary, whatever, go and thank them, you know, shake their hand uh, and say goodbye. And I think that'll leave a really good impression that like you didn't just jet out of there as soon as the opportunity presented itself but you stood around um you stayed around to show your appreciation and i don't know i always kind of like think it's just it's just like a natural way to transition and move on instead of just like okay our day's over and then you disappear i I always like to have a little bit of of closure but maybe that's just me anyways um that concludes today's show and as always i i invite you guys to give this podcast a review so i can know what areas i need to improve on and you know please share this with somebody else and then also i'm going to continue to extend nobody's been asking me any questions what they want me to go over so i'm just going to keep guessing what you guys would like to hear but um i always extend you guys an invitation to reach out to me you know i set posts on instagram on facebook ask your questions in the comment sections for stuff that you would like me to go over so i can answer those specific specifically for you and on tuesday i will go over everything you need to know for the post interview process and that wraps it up for today thank you as always for joining me any of you can always feel free to contact me on facebook or instagram tell me what you like about the podcast and some improvements you'd like to see so this show can be more beneficial for all of us also if you're enjoying what you are hearing please do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast by hitting the subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening from so you can receive the latest updates and please take just a minute of your time to leave this podcast to review this will help tremendously in keeping this podcast going also please share this podcast with someone else who you think could benefit from it. Until next time, peace.